0: Support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the very best in men's below-the-waist grooming.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Get 20% off and free shipping with promo code LGB at manscaped.com. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped.
1: As the world's only personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA, ID Life provides its members with high-quality ingredients backed by pure science. It's science. Check out rockinthatidlife.com and speak with Dustin about how you can reach your goals today. That's rockinthatidlife.com.
0: Centerized Sunrise Brewery is a proud sponsor of Let's Go Blues Radio. Visit CenterEyesBrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in their awesome tap room. That's Centerized Brewery located in Midtown St. Louis. Let's go Blues! Let's
2: go Blues!
0: Get ready
1: to hear some noise tonight! You're just seconds away from Let's
0: Go Blues Radio! Let's have a Donnybrook! Eric Brewer was so bad. (laughs) Are we like Corp? Are we suspended?
1: I I reciprocated the dickness. Selfish Selfish hockey. hockey. That's right.
2: Selfish hockey. What
1: did I tell you about stick tape? You don't need it! No doubt about it, eh? You're listening to Kurt, Bill, and Jeff on Let's Go Blues Radio, the original St. Louis Blues hockey fan podcast. Take it away, boys. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.
2: O'Reilly. Auto parts.
0: Welcome to season nine, episode 36 of Let's Go Blues Radio. This is our live pregame show prior to game two between your St. Louis Blues and the high flying Disney on Ice Colorado Avalanche. This is the fully vaccinated, underappreciated Stanley Cup vin- Vindicated, often imitated but never duplicated, the original St. Louis Blues hockey podcast. Please check out our sponsors, manscaped.com, rockinthatidelap.com, and centericebrewery.com. They help make this show a lot easier to produce, and more importantly, they have some great products and great services, including Manscaped's brand new Lawnmower 4.0 shaver. When you trim the bushes, boys, the, the tree stands taller. We're broadcasting live on Thursday, May 19th, 2021. This is franchise episode number 302 all time. To interact with the show on social media, we're on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Just do a search for Let's Go Blues Radio. If you can listen to a podcast, you can certainly search the internet. Check out our Discord server at letsgoblues.com slash Discord. If you don't know what that is, just go to letsgoblues.com and find out. It's cool. Trust me. We're dual live streaming right now on YouTube and Facebook. If you haven't already done so, please subscribe to the show. Smash the bell so you get notifications when we do go live. Uh, I'm joined this evening by Jeff Ponder. And Bill Day will join us shortly. Hopefully, he is uh, going tied up with work. So, uh, Jeff, rough go in Game One, to say the least. I think, and a a COVID scare like you read about this morning. Uh, The Blues. Well, let's face
1: it. I think I think the reason that we had such an issue uh, with Game One was uh, the Blues watched last week's show, Let's Go Blues Radio, and saw Bill Day wasn't present. And uh, now they're going to tune in right here, sitting in the locker room, likely, and they're going to see Bill Day's not present. So hopefully, Bill shows up because I think that's the only way this team could win. Right,
0: I know he's the lucky charm. To tie in with mm-hmm. this show, um, no, it's
1: uh, it, man. It was a uh, it, it was. Uh, we'll get to talking about game one here, and we'll get to talking about the the craziness that was the last. Eight hours, nine hours in St. Louis. uh, Well, I guess in Colorado. (laughs) Um, But uh, a weird start to the playoffs. I mean, a season like no other, right? I saw somebody tweet, uh, only in the NHL will you have a regular season game, regular season matinee game, uh, game three and two game twos in the same night. And uh, that's exactly what's happening. And, And it goes along with the craziness that we'll talk about that happened today. Uh, just every team's experiencing it, but does it not feel like St. Louis has gotten the short end of the stick uh, pretty much every time they can this season?
0: You know, I I, I, I want to say a lot of teams' fans feel that way uh, about a lot of stuff. Right. Um, officiating, you know, every team's fans think that the officials are out to get them, and the other of team course. always gets all the breaks. You know, it's always out. They're out, the league's out to get them. Their team either wins too much. Or uh, their team, or the league doesn't win th- want their team to win at all. Um, I, I, but to your point, um, it doesn't seem fair with a lot of this stuff. Um, I know with with uh, the COVID stuff today, uh, and the league coming before the before the playoff started, the league said we are we don't plan on postponing any playoff games due to COVID reasons. Now, no. Where did you where did you hear that from? That was I want to believe it was. Tweeted by the only report a, uh, I
1: saw was Adrian Dater, okay. and that guy I will gladly oh. flat out say right now that guy is a piece of shit.
0: Oh, so uh, I he take said that? his
1: word. Yeah, he's the one that said it. Well, uh, I, I can, today look up why. Talk- yeah,
0: today. Well, I heard yeah. it before today somewhere. I, I'm not so sure so if it was play this game no matter what. Not this game, but like games in general not, not okay, well, not the one that said game. today's
1: game, that was reported by Adrian Dater. And you can well, he, look up a, why I say dipshit. that about him.
0: He's a dipshit. He's, he's doing it.
1: you know what he he's, did? He's gotten in some trouble on the past. Yeah, I know what he's done.
0: Yeah, he, yeah. He, I'm, I'm he, just saying. He, he, he solicited pics from a, a Twitter user wanting yeah. to, hey, show me more pics of you. Basically, I guess she yeah. had a, a nice picture of herself up there, and he wanted to see right. more. And I'm like, well, what a douchebag.
1: Yeah, exactly. So I take what he says with a grain of salt, but at the same time, you know, it is interesting to see somebody who is a little bit in the NHL know to say that. Um, you know what, Kurt? We're going to get into that. Let's yeah. uh, let's let's go ahead and yeah. There's there's plenty to talk about with that.
0: Uh, what are you drinking tonight? Official beers of episode number three hundred two, the pregame show before game two.
1: Uh, well, tonight I am drinking uh, one that we've actually discussed recently a few times—the uh, Love Gun from Heavy Riff Brewing Brace. Nice. Bre- Brewery, 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 um, right here in St. Louis, uh, Clayton, I believe. Uh, just again, anybody who's never tried it—it's wonderful. It's got a great after. One of the best aftertastes I've ever tasted
0: from a beer, and that there is. Um, none. <laughs> I, mean, well, I, mean, like, I mean, I mean, I mean. Is. Typically, typically it's when, not you, when you it's not typically hoppy. when you think aftertaste with beer, you think bittery or or a lingering, no, not good. Right? No, it's real, real smooth. I agree with you. Yeah.
1: It's a smooth, and it's just it's just like. It's, it's called, what is it, vanilla cream is what they call it. It's almost got like a berry aftertaste, which I love. I think it's a wonderful flavor. So, And it just, like you said, goes down smooth like you're drinking a, a cream soda. Uh, just, just great stuff from Heavy Ref.
0: Yeah. No, and uh, I had some at uh, the cabin at Judy Creek in um, Maryville. I believe it's in Maryville. Um, that's the address. Uh, Illinois. And if you haven't been to the cabin at Judy Creek, not a sponsor, but I'd like to. Contact us, please. Uh, They're a fantastic uh, hole in the wall place. Um, Great, fantastic food. Um, uh, Amy and I go there about every couple weeks uh, and uh, and check and go for lunch. Real good, good beer selection. And I had love. They had love gun on tap. I had some of that uh, the other day, so that was fantastic. Um, But yeah, good stuff. I uh, big fan of the uh, of the love gun. Uh, I have. from our friends at Center Eyes Brewery. Got myself an old arena lager. One are of the best
1: cover arts of all St. Louis beers.
0: Yeah, you know, I mean, it's a pencil drawing. So you're thinking, oh, you know, you hear pencil drawing on a podcast. How good can it be? It's a it's a pencil drawing of the arena. Instantly cool. And it's got some nice, a real nice font arching over the arena. And it's got a, the uh, Ellen lager as a hockey stick with a puck shoot underneath. Um, not, uh, you know... It's, it's it's cool. It's it's really nice artwork, black and white, uh, with a what what's that brown label, taupe label? I don't know what is that. It's cool really, and good lager, good beer. Oh yeah, yeah, fantastic. Um, we will uh, get into the Perron situation on the COVID protocol and the uh, the near oh, disaster.
1: I, uh, can I? I'm going to interrupt. Okay. We, I wanted to mention real quick the Ponder yeah. Cup. Oh, right. uh, did
0: I skip over that? I did. I'm yes, sorry. My bad.
1: That's, my bad. Okay. that's okay. We'll just mention really quick, uh, those of you who are used to tuning into the video or tuning in live, you probably are used to seeing the Ponder Cup next over my left shoulder. Uh, well, I did not win. So it is off getting engraved right now. Uh, <laughs> congratulations to Team Hotard for the big win. Uh, on that team, listener Jason, crappy goalie, was on that team. So congratulations to
0: hey. Jason with the big win. Real quick, I, I talked to Jason. I, I, I checked out the tournament; a lot of fun. I was there for a couple games. Uh, watched you play uh, Austin's team, um, which you can get into in a second if you'd like. <laughs> mm. But I talked to Jason up uh, up at the bar. Uh, uh, I think it was uh, before your game, I believe. And uh, he, I think he said his team at the time was one and two, and uh, their only win their win so far had came against your team, and uh, so they wanted to win, right? So a, a team that was one and two. And it was, so it was a pretty good tournament pretty uh, the teams were that tells me the teams were kind of evenly matched more or less right I mean that's that's what it tells Except me Except for my team <laughs> <laughs> Yeah so my team ended up going 0 and 5 which uh mm.
1: going into mm. the tournament a lot mm. of people a lot of people like bystanders people who aren't playing in the tournament but like, know all the guys playing <laughs> Yeah they're all like they're all like dude ponder you got a lot of steals on your team your team's great you know, you drafted well. You know, people saying, oh, you might have one of the better teams. And we went 0-5, lost the first game 7 nothing to Team Paul, which is uh, a mm. friend of the show, sponsor yeah. Dustin Paul.
0: You know why. Uh, he gave his team ID life before the game. That's, that's what I said. That's I was like, what... I
1: was like, dude, you gave your team way too much energy <laughs> from ID life. That's what it was. <laughs> um, but, uh, no, we the other games were real close, honestly, all the way throughout for us. It was just – we couldn't score goals. Uh, your friend, a, a good guy, Frank Hart, was our goalie. Frank played great. We just could not score goals. That was I'll, our biggest issue.
0: I'm gonna I'm gonna say, and this is not this is not a knock on your team. It may sound like it, but it's not. Uh, I, I I watching the the game, the, just the one game. I, granted, uh, against uh, that you played uh, against Austin's team, uh, uh, he was hung out to dry a little bit. Um, uh, he, a number and of chances, number of chances that were, uh, he didn't have much of a chance on. So, um, and it was rough because I, I told you after the game, I thought your team, uh, had a bunch of chances, probably more puck possession in the game than, uh, the other team, but they, uh, you guys, uh, I don't think crashed the net quite enough. Um, we didn't... flubbed
1: a lot. We flubbed a lot of passes too. <laughs> flubbed a lot of passes. Night. There was and you there know... was a couple plays where my friend, Mike, who's a, a, pure playmaker just one of the best that i've played with uh fed passes right in front on the tape and guys just shot wide or whiffed or went off the heel and i mean more than i can count uh it's just a, a rough night for team ponder to be eh, sure you know but but, but fun was it's had by fun. all fun we had a great time and austin is just begging me in the chat right now to mention his team uh, his team was Team Crates, and they took second place. Uh, oh, to Austin, through, yeah, they went to the final. Uh, through four round robin games, Austin had zero points. But then he turned on Claude Lemieux style, folks. <laughs> he ended up having a goal and an assist in the playoffs. Two big yeah. moments for his team and uh and and just turned it on played great so it's a shame it's funny because I saw him get the assist and I was on his bench going because you know at that point my team was already eliminated so I'm standing there holding a beer and and I'm just cheering his team on and I lose my mind when I see he got an assist So then I go I go to the uh uh one of the dressing rooms to talk to one of the other losing teams and I come back and he's like you missed my fucking goal ponder and I'm like (laughs) You scored? <laughs> I would praise you for your assist. Imagine if I would have seen your goal. How so many it was uh
0: Oh good. How how many how many points did you have, Jeff? Uh three. Oh shoot. I was okay. yeah, I know, so, yeah. <laughs> I had to make sure I one up Austin, yeah. Ooh, you, you, at least yep. you got something. You got you got something yep. to fall back on there. Well, it's bad yeah, when you Austin.
1: score three points, and uh not only that, but the fact that I was the second leading scorer on my team,
0: that's that's a problem. Ooh, in five games, three yeah. points cycling the yeah. score? Yikes. Yeah, you guys do yep. have trouble scoring. That's pretty <sighs> bad. All right. Well, I—I I mean, when I was there, it was it was fun. It's always fun. Um, and I wish I could have played. Uh, I, had, I had obligations. Real but- quick,
1: I'll—I'll I'll add totals and Kurt again in November. We're going to be doing it again. Get yourself okay. ready. We're going to be playing again. Probably the weekend before Thanksgiving is my guess. Okay. But anybody who's that. interested, that'll probably be the next date. But I want to add real quick, Midwest Sport Hockey. We raised the money for them because they lost so much money uh, last year during COVID. They were so generous that. um, they they only took half of that money, and they wanted the other half to go back to be the match. Hmm. So uh, be the match, received uh, receive half of our proceeds because of Midwest wanting them to make some money. I so thought that was really cool, worth mentioning. Thank you to Midwest Sport Hockey for the awesome uh, donation.
0: Very cool. Very nice. Uh, and so we will get into uh, Prawn on COVID protocol and the near-disastrous close shave COVID news we received this morning. Right after word from Manscaped. Is there anything better than the fresh mowed grass at the ballpark on opening day? How about freshly groomed balls? Our sponsors at Manscaped, the global leaders in blow the waist grooming, are here to help you strike out your bush for good. Talk about the ultimate utility man. Manscaped is like the Nolan Arenado of ball trimmers. It's time to keep your testes fresh and clean with the Perfect Package 3.0, which includes the Lawnmower 3.0 Skin Safe Electric Trimmer, the Crop Preserver Anti Chafing Ball Deodorant, the crop reviver spray-on toner for your balls made from soothing aloe and witch hazel extracts manscaped even threw in their shed travel bag to keep all your goodies stored comfortably and speaking of comfort the manscaped anti-chafing boxer briefs are also included and will bring your boxer game to the next level it's a whole new balls game folks and manscaped is trusted by over 2 million men worldwide join the movement get 20 percent off and free shipping with promo code lgb at manscaped.com that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use promo code LGB. Baseball's back. Don't let your pubes get out of whack. Uh, Manscaped uh, does have the right tools to get the job done quickly, safely, and hygienically. Uh, Father's Day is just around the corner, and you uh, probably need a, a gift for a hairy dad, so Make your dad proud this year and get him uh, him and yourself the uh, Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0, the brand new Manscaped Lawnmower 4.0 uh, and uh, Ultra Smooth package. Uh, you, you, know, you know what they say like father, like son. The uh, brand new <laughs> Lawnmower 4.0 and Ultra Smooth uh, package is perfect for you and the dad in your life to complete your grooming game. Get 20% off and free shipping with code LGB at manscaped.com.
1: Uh, got a couple comments here to get to you on Facebook. First of all, uh unbelievable. We've got uh Gail Sewell here, who is actually Jason Miller's mom. So crappy goal the crappy goalie mom has joined the show. Uh, awesome, <laughs> Crap- Gail. Good to hear from you. I haven't heard from her in forever.
0: Not a crappy the, mom, I'm sure of it.
1: No, great mom.
0: Crappy goalie's mom.
1: <laughs> crappy goalie's mom is listening. So, uh, Gail, thank you very much for, for tuning in. Good to hear from you. Uh, we got a couple other comments here on Facebook. Andrew, Picorni says hello and go blues from Panama city, beach, Florida. Nice. And I've my 30 a blonde ale. Mm. Uh, so that's good stuff, Andrew. And then, uh, Cameron Smith, another friend of the show evening gents cheers with Scotch from Minnesota. So uh, we got a couple other uh, people enjoying some beers with us. Uh, nice. Gail, hope you're enjoying your, uh, your hard liquor, whatever it is
0: you're drinking. Clang. And cheers. <laughs> uh, yeah. You've been to Panama City Beach, Jeff? I have not, actually. I have. It's cool. It's nice. Uh, Neat place down there. A cool place to vacation. Get a vacation house right there on the, on the Gulf. It's pretty nice. Got to say. Uh, so Peron. David Perron, still on COVID protocol. That devastating news came out on Saturday. And when I say devastating news, I you know you don't know how you're going to react to something until he actually hits you in the face with it. And I was uh, I was at Second Shift Brewery in St. Louis enjoying a tasty beverage when I got the news about Perron, uh, probably about 30 minutes or so after it broke. Uh, and I, I just found myself just pissed off staring at my phone. Yeah. Um, thought for sure, oh, I it's probably a false positive. I mean, what? come on. But, but then again, I'm like, wow, Walman just went down with COVID. And so now it's Perron's. like, he could have caught it from, could have caught it from Walman. And we don't know exactly which player has been vaccinated. Now, wild speculation. It's been said that all, but eight members of the entire blues traveling entourage was coaches, trainers, uh, and executives, players, all but eight haveated have as well and black aces uh taxi squad all have been vaccinate, vaccinated except for eight so the vast majority have been um and so it's it, and then then and then the news this morning which was even more confusing uh that the four blues players attested positive for covid after the uh overnight test results came back and during the morning skate Uh, So this news came out and we're like, what? Who is it? Who is it? And of course they don't tell you. So we had to wait until the morning skate to see who wasn't out there. (laughs) So it was like, we wait like an hour or so. I was like, Oh my God, pins and needles. Who's it going to be? And it's like worst case scenario, right? If if these are all truly positive cases, it's Schwartz, Tarasenko, Bennington and Scandella. It's like, Holy shit. I mean, replace Scandella with O'Reilly, and it's the worst possible situation. Pretty much.
1: Yeah. I, I mean, uh, I would, argue maybe O'Reilly over Tarasenko as well and maybe Shen over Scandella but But still I mean those are four Bennington number one especially after the game that dude just had oh fuck like that was all my mind was was going to when that happened was ah you gotta be kidding me (laughs) we're gonna have our AHL team out there against the avalanche
0: yeah and you know what and it's frustrating too because you're you're this is so this is basically this is like to to me this is what twitter is for so you get news like this and then there's like instant updates because everybody that is in the know is like putting up on twitter and so all so everyone's like following right to to, just and this is where you get instant news quicker than just anywhere else. you you can follow certain tags and you can get the information really quick which is fantastic (sighs) so uh and so and that's in addition to the previous protocol players, which were Perron, Walker, and Walman.
1: Yeah, so, yeah. I mean, and let's add too that you know if you have Schwartz and Tarasenko out, maybe you do consider putting in a Walker because he's a veteran at this point in is in his career, uh, AHL and NHL. Maybe you throw him in as a as a second line right wing to give a little bit of speed uh, and a little bit of scoring touch. Well, he's not available. So that's, uh, yeah, that's another taxi squad guy that you might look to adding and you can't because he's on the pro- protocol list.
0: Yeah. And, and so, it's and then, unbelievable. and then speculation starts to run wild about, well, during the season, you know, teams, a coach would had tested positive. All of a sudden, games suspended, multiple games. You know, uh, Petrangelo comes down with it, one player for Vegas, and they cancel a number of games for that, postpone them uh and so and and so fans are wondering oh surely if the blues have four or five guys on covid protocol uh surely they'll they'll postpone the playoff uh, this round until those guys come back but that, that didn't seem to be i didn't get the inclination that was gonna happen uh and but that's frustrating because i mean if i understand the importance of playoff games and wanting them wanting to keep a schedule you get it because you got to get the playoffs done before the Olympics. But if you're, if you're going to suspend regular season games, which aren't, you know, a, a third of the importance of playoff games, then wh- why not? Playoff games are so much more important. Why, why wouldn't you postpone your round by week, especially with uh, the uh, Canadian teams? You know, they they're, they're they're going to push things back a little bit. You've got, you've got a little bit of leeway. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully maybe you,
1: you could at least have canceled, not canceled, but postpone tonight's game and give it at least another day and say, let's have another day of testing and see what happens. And then maybe you push game three back to Saturday and so on. And the fact that that was the talk, and I think Kurt, you, you were the one I believe that mentioned on uh, Twitter that, um, you know, the, maybe part of the reason the NHL doesn't want to postpone playoff games is because right now they're right up against the Olympics and they want to get this done. They want the playoffs to be over by Olympic time. Mm -hmm. And uh, so does NBC, especially uh, with them having the Olympic rights. So it's, it's, they want to get this out of the way they want to get it done, but it's like you are so willy nilly and so free with reorganizing regular season games, postponing games, adding time to the end of the season, when it really matters, are you telling me that you're not going to consider at least pushing a couple games back? I mean, been, yeah. and I, this is what I said on Twitter. Imagine if this was the conference final and Connor McDavid and Nathan McKinnon are both on the COVID protocol list. You're telling me they're not going to postpone games if that happens? No way.
0: They're setting a dangerous precedent uh, if they if that does happen and they do decide they want to postpone, uh, a couple of games to give players, you know, a week or so to, to recover, um, or test positive. But I, 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 I mean, they, whatever, I, it, it's a shit show is what it is. And I guess, you know, that, that comes with the territory of, of, of playing sports during a pandemic, I, this, I mean, this, it is what it is to some degree, but, uh, at least be consistent, right? Um, I don't know, but so blues, uh, uh, Armstrong said publicly <laughs> this morning in not so many words, you know, hold on back this shit up. <laughs> we're looking into this after those, uh, positive tests came and, uh, they retested the players who, who tested positive overnight and, and they waited the results. So we're on pins and needles for two, three hours, uh, whatever it was. And they all came back negative. So it was an error in the testing facility. Uh, so they're good to go. Minus Perron, Walman, and Walker, uh, of course, because they were already on the COVID, uh, COVID list from before. And then you're just dealing with all kinds of people that. And and when the announcement was made that that uh, the Blues players uh, who tested positive uh, are actually negative and they'll play, people assumed that meant everyone, including Perron. So you got loads, and and the information was not clear hundred percent when it was sent out, people thought Perron was playing now and everyone's all excited and hey, Perron's back. And no, he's not. And people have some questions. No. It's like, good fucking God. People can, can, When when you put out news, can you just be fucking thorough with it? Jesus Christ. And you got to deal with all these, all these people on, on, on social media, especially, and probably people in general who just get like even less news than people on social media. It's just, it's just a complete shit show of misinformation yeah. everywhere. That's like, you know, if you would just be well, thorough in your announcement, we wouldn't have that.
1: The problem with with Twitter, too, is that you have people, and it's, it's Facebook as well, you have people who try to come off as experts and say, oh, well, this happens, so that means this guy is going to be available. And it's right. like, you don't know, and you're just pushing out information that you don't have the facts about. Let the reporters do it. and And, again, you're right. Those reporters need to be more thorough, but if you don't know, don't just – Willy nilly, oh yeah, yeah, that guy's fine. He's gonna play tonight. You don't so, know. I've said it a couple times.
0: So what you're saying is that if you don't have the facts and accurate information, or the sources, legit sources, you shouldn't put information out there that's BS. Is that what you're saying? That's that, that's uh, that's a crazy concept, Jeff. I don't know. You're it's saying a, that,
1: that's a thin line you're asking me to walk. But okay, but yes,
0: all right. <laughs> I, I mean, I'll, I'll go with you, but uh, I'm not sure half of. Uh, people that do this shit do.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and I'll just add that um, you mentioned, you know, this is what you get for playing during a pandemic. I uh, I know it's probably a CBA thing. There's probably even legal U.S. and Canada laws thing with all of this, but the fact, and I don't know if that whole eight play, eight people in the Blues organization decided not to get vaccinated. It needs to be a mandatory. Get vaccinated right now. You have to get vaccinated because you are playing on our team. We don't want these false positives. We don't want any of this. If we all get vaccinated, it doesn't matter if we test positive because everybody in the league will be vaccinated. So I just think if you can get vaccinated, if you are able to get vaccinated and you're employed by one of these teams, again, I know legally there's probably something against it, just do it. Get vaccinated. Let's let's get past this. Let's move on and make sure this does the shit doesn't affect the rest
0: of the playoffs. No, I agree with you. I, I'm uh, I'm on board. Uh, so in, in this series, uh, everyone in the world is picking Colorado in this series. I, I haven't seen a single person that outside of the uh, you know St. Louis fans fans uh, picking the Blues. Uh, so and not just picking the as, picking them in a walk. You know, you got a lot, you got a number of uh, analysts and experts saying, uh, I mean, there's probably some bias there. I think these come out of Colorado, but uh, you know, I'd be surprised if the Blues win a game in the series. So uh, Money Puck had the Blues at 15% to win the series before it began. And now as of today, after losing game one, and, and, you know, and maybe in the fashion they did, I don't think, well, maybe it does factor in, but they have yeah. them at 6.9% to win the series. So all of that come all of that wrapped into one I mean, is that warranted? Is it overstated? uh Where do you stand on the sheer volume of uh, uh the how the table uh, is tilted in Colorado's favor?
1: Well, I'll say that uh the fact that the the odds went down not just because they lost a game but because the way they lost the game uh Bennington's not going to be able to make fifty saves a night. It's just even in a four game series he's not going to be able to, to put up 45 to 50 saves. So I'm fine with that percentage dropping pretty significantly. But the fact that before the series, they had him at 15%. And like you said, I my stance on playing play, picking playoff series is, and I've said this a million times on this show, there are 31, soon to be 32, good NHL teams. Yes, you have some teams that are just, comparatively speaking, not good but they're still capable of beating any other team in the NHL on any given night, crazy bounces, uh, a goalie stealing the game. One player have an amazing night. We've seen it 1980 Olympics. And I'm, and I'm not trying to say that that happens all the time. It doesn't, but we've seen that happen where any given night, a team, any team can win. So, and then you're talking about a team whose roster is made up of many Stanley cup champions and who have been there before and who play their asses off the last month of the season uh, to, to just even get in. And now they're, you know, I mean, they, to my, in my opinion, made Minnesota look silly, which everyone thinks Minnesota's a hell of a hockey team, which they are. Uh, I think it's, it's ridiculous to say that the blues, you know, are having 85% chance of losing this series. I, I do think Colorado has the edge and, and I see why a hundred percent, but. 85 to 15
0: yeah no I, no way I I thought I thought coming into the series I thought it, that was really low I I mean I, I I totally get like you said picking the avalanche they they had a much better year uh, uh even down the stretch fantastic you know the Blues struggled to find consistency in their game for most of the season and were even thought to be a locked to miss the playoffs at one point uh right before they turned it around but uh, and the Avs played much better than the blues did in game one, so, I mean, real, a lot better. So dominating a large chunk of the game. So, but before the series, I would have had, I would have said the blues had in the neighborhood of like a 30% chance. I would have put it somewhere around there, uh, beating the Avs. all things considered. Um, I, th- and that's because that's like, cause 15, I think Winnie Puck said 15% was the lowest ever and they've been doing this for about four years. And it's the lowest, uh, percentage a, a team had of winning, a. uh, series in the four years that they've been doing this so uh that that tells you right there i mean granted the first game first period you're like damn you know colorado was aside from the first five or six minutes they're all over us um, uh-huh. but we will uh we will get into uh that we'll kind of touch on game one and then get into game two uh after this uh, message from our friends at id life hey you
1: Yeah, you. Put that energy drink down. Don't you know that common energy drinks contain high levels of caffeine and other harmful ingredients that can lead to increased blood pressure and heart rhythm disturbances? Finding that energy you need for everyday activities doesn't need to put your health at risk. ID Life's energy formula doesn't use artificial ingredients or a massive dose of caffeine. Energy's caffeine levels are released slowly over time, allowing for longer periods of energy without crash, not to mention keeping your heart safe. Energy also includes neurotransmitters, Transmitters for mood, focus, memory, and cognitive function. ID Life also added antioxidants associated with brain health for no reason besides perfection. With com, you can get an energy boost and leave the heart risk behind. Text Dustin at 636-393-8745 or visit com and throw those gas station energy drinks in the garbage. That's 636-393-8745 and that com, and tell Dustin that Let's Go Blues Radio sent you. So as we come out of break, we got a couple comments I want to get to very quickly. Uh, Gail Sewell, again, uh, crap, the crappy goalie mom is what we we're going to officially call her. She <laughs> says, amen, get vaccinated. And uh, if you listen to our show, you know that we all agree with that, including Bill, who's not here tonight. Uh, Nathan Chris, who's actually uh, – real quick, Jay, uh, uh, Kurt, Nathan was a guy who used to live up the street for me when I was growing up, and he used to to – put on the goalie pads just so I could take shots on him in the driveway. I literally would stand at the edge of the driveway and just slap shot after slap shot to perfect it. And he did it willingly. We did it pretty much every day for a good three years.
0: You're saying you've perfected your slap shot. That's what you're saying. It's I perfect. got a
1: pretty good slap shot. I, it's a listen, so He was a martyr. I he
0: was a martyr. Control, I,
1: yeah, he was. I've had some control issues over the years. I know crappy goalie and – Listener Leon is going to give me shit because there's been times where I just could not get it to stay below the crossbar. But for the most part, I've, I've uh, that's one part of my game that I'm proud of. I think I got a pretty decent, uh, accurate slap shot. Wrist shot, not so much. But anyway... So, Nathan, uh, a former goalie, uh, rebranding as the Let's Go Vaccines podcast. I'm here for it, he says. <laughs> yeah, saw that. <laughs> uh, Austin Lynch says, uh, wait, we are in a pandemic. Doesn't look like it with the Hurricanes game looking full capacity last night.
0: They were 12,000, were they? Yeah, 12,000.
1: Yeah. Andrew <laughs> Tychesen adds, uh, talking to Austin. Different states and cities have different rules. The Panthers are at about 9K fans right now, while Tampa,
0: also in Florida, is only half that. Yep, and we're at 9,000 for uh, game three. So yep. that's, that's where we'll be. Unless it changes before then, which I doubt it. So no, that's where we're won't. at. Uh, game one, uh, Colorado four, St. Louis one. Uh, the, you know, the first, like I said, Perron is out for this game, which was a blow. Uh, the first five minutes of this game were great. I thought uh, the Blues clogged up the middle, didn't allow Colorado to use their speed, had some chances in the offensive zone, didn't give Colorado much in our zone, and held them uh, shotless through the first like five, six minutes or so. so Forced uh,
1: turnovers, were forechecking yeah. well. Um, so good. now that we've talked about the first five minutes, Kirk, <laughs> let's just go ahead and start talking about game two.
0: <laughs> uh, Teresinko hits the post. Man, how the game! may I – you mean, you 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 wonder how things would have changed in a game if something early on had happened differently than it did. Like if Tarasenko's shot goes in uh, instead of hitting the post. That I mean, who knows? How I mean, y- that changes you know, the
1: complete complexion of the game.
0: You'd think. I mean, I mean, Colorado's. It doesn't change the fact that Colorado's an amazing hockey team, but I mean, the Presidents Trophy winners usually don't win the cup. So that was, I tell you, I, I they lose, uh, often. So I, I said at the time, you figure Colorado going to get going at some point soon in this game. So when the, it'd be best if the blues could have taken advantage of opportunity or two early on to grab the lead before Colorado gets going. Cause you, they figured they would at some point. Um, and they had chances to do so. And I, you, you, after the five the five minute mark, you're like, and then Colorado starts turning back on and they start coming at you in waves. And uh playing like the team that you expected to see, and you're like, man, we didn't take we didn't capitalize on our on a, a two or three chances we had some a couple good ones and uh, and now we have to actually really hold them off so yeah
1: uh, and, that sucks. and you got hold and and I think Colorado top to bottom has a good lineup, but everyone in the world will agree that is one of the most dynamic top lines you will see in hockey with uh Ranton and McKinnon and Landis Cog. And if you can, uh, uh, Kurt, I don't know if you saw my message there in uh, oh, Slack. It might be I did Important for you me. to check out. Oh.
0: Um, Bill is here. Bill's joining us here. <laughs> Bill's here.
1: Day. Um, but uh, yeah. So I, uh, uh, you know, you want to stop that that top line, and, and I think early on, I could be wrong, but I believe McKinnon even had a, a pretty bad turnover, either in the neutral zone or in the offensive zone, and it was uh, it was okay. Hem these guys in, take advantage when they're on the ice. And then all of a sudden, it started, the ice was tilted the other way. The McKinnon line really turned it on, started breaking through the neutral zone, almost untouched. And it was, okay, they're going to dominate play when they're out here. So just let them do their thing. Hope Bennington can come up big, which he did. And then when the other lines are out there, you dominate you go down the ice, you start forechecking. checking you keep Caleb McCarr behind his net, you keep guys like any guy that can move the puck like that, Sam Girard. you keep checking them every chance you get. But it just felt like, and I hate to use this term because it's so cliche, it just felt like they took their foot off the gas. And it was just, okay, we've got to weather this storm now. now. Now Colorado's coming at us. We've got to be able to weather the storm, play good defensively, allow a couple shots, make let Bennington make some big saves, and we'll get our game going again. And it just felt like that never really happened again, at least through the first period. Uh,
0: and I and I I wouldn't even say it's almost letting off the gas. I would say it's more like they just they just weren't able to maintain their level of play. Uh, and it wasn't from lack of effort. I don't think they were out there trying. It's just you know Colorado's a really good fucking hockey team, and they just made some mistakes positionally. Um and Colorado will burn your ass uh with speed if, when you do that. Bill, welcome to the show, Bill.
1: Hello boys.
0: Hey, your uh, your microphone is I think the wrong one, but uh I hope I, you got all of
2: I don't have a microphone. My my, uh, blue snow. Ah. So,
0: ah, okay, to-
2: that's okay. Yeah.
0: Gotcha. We can hear you though. Okay. You're, you're, you sound like you're on a, a uh, hey,
2: close. How's this? <laughs> oh, you look great. Keep that up. <laughs> uh, yeah. No, I'm yeah. Trying, to, you, uh, trying to hey, figure out on the fly how to pair my earbuds. So.
0: Oh, see, well, what I'm talking Bill, about you, you guys and your Bluetooth uh, you stuff.
1: Should, you, uh, you should be excited because we have a crappy goalie mother in the Facebook chat tonight.
0: A it is he's talking about mother. he's talking about Jason Miller's mom, not a not a derogatory term for a crappy goalie. Uh, <laughs> no, the mother of all crappy, goalies. the mother of all crappy goalie, the mother
1: of the crappiest goalie there is.
0: That's the comment of the show, right there. there.
1: Actually, uh, I'm sorry. Our comment of the show goes to Nathan Chris. It goes one Al McInnes, two Jeff Ponder in slap shots. Ah. You Thank know what,
0: you Nathan? You know what? I want to. I want to have a contest between Bill and Jeff, Slapshot. I'll bring the radar gun. Let's have at it. If, if you got yeah. one, let's do it. I don't have one, yeah. but I, I may, no. maybe a listener can show up with one. Maybe we got a police officer. Bill, you listener. know what would
1: be a lot of fun. We could do we could do three tournaments. It could be one on roller, one on ice, and then a third just in the street.
2: That would be fun. That'd be I want to do I, that.
0: I want to this. I want to miss, miss Slapshot competition too. I was never knowing yeah, my slap no. shot, but I, but I like it. You can so just I take want two
2: types of slap shot competition, all right. I want yeah. I want the radar gun, which I might lose, but I want the like in Rocky Four the the impact thing that Drago was
0: doing, showing <laughs> that because yeah.
2: that's my thing. I I hurt people with my shot. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is.
0: It, it's a heavy shot. You will okay. lose. Whatever the hell that means, a heavy shot. It's not a hard. It's heavy. It will break. Whatever. You. Whatever that means. <laughs> I'm not sure the science holds up to the heavy shot. It's not hard, it's heavy. <laughs> I'm not sure the if science. If he dies, is there. he dies. If he dies, he dies. <laughs> uh I mean, okay, so in this game, I mean it goes without saying Bennington put on a show. One of the best goaltending performances in a playoff game that I've seen in a long time. Oh absolutely. Uh, he was when fantastic. have we said
2: that?
1: When when have we said that before?
0: His you know what? Uh, 2019, but you know what? The thing is, is that his, his save on, uh, who on, on Rantan, uh, was better than his game seven save in Boston. Oh, agree. The save. I mean, much-
1: obviously it was a, it was a bigger moment against Boston. Sure. So that bigger was stage, gonna be right. more remembered, but this man, a- that oh. save on Rantan, holy shit. Yeah, I think I, a, w- I think I woke up the whole neighborhood when he made that save.
0: Any anytime, anytime you're you're down on the ice on your belly and your your pads down against the post, and you see a shot coming, and you instinctively lift it up to pick the puck out of midair when it would have went over your pad. I mean, you could chalk up to luck because he's anticipating, but but still, I think uh, Bill, uh, you can probably attest to that uh, save being a. I don't know what you call it. I mean, it's not something he's, he's guessing and he guessed right. And it was amazing. Yeah. It, it's, it's actually, and I don't know if this is my voice is any better. I've got the earbuds paired now. Um, so
2: you look
1: you great. Better.
2: All right. Yeah, you guys sound a hell of a you, you lot. Look better, great. So let me tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you look, better. Uh, uh, thanks. Cause you don't have to look at my, you know, awful beard up close. <laughs> So, um, no, it's one of those things that it's, you know, that the player, you know, at this point, um, you know, that a player's not gonna try to slide that puck in along the ice. You know, they're gonna try to chip it just over the pad. They're not gonna try to go roof on that. So you kick your leg up just slightly, hoping to pull it down. And that's exactly what he did, Um, you know, just an incredible save on on Ranton who I thought you know took a little too much time um didn't take as much time as Mike Hoffman on his wraparound attempt oh, yeah
0: but, <laughs> yeah but you know that's not his game I thought he did a. I thought it was pretty good for him <laughs>
2: yeah no I I mean that just it, it's you know getting back to your conversation about things that would have swung this game should, yeah that right there right yep you know, it was
1: if that were David Clarkson that would have been a goal
2: who's <laughs> yeah. still getting ltir for him?
0: uh
1: so <laughs> probably be- arizona that's my guess
0: uh so getting played in the first after the first five minutes and uh kyle mccarr finally scores for colorado and make it one nothing on the power play which everybody knew uh, this that pays attention to to stay out of the box against Colorado because they're gonna they're gonna burn you and they burned us this season on the on the power play. Uh, we in head to head against Colorado this season we've outscored them five on five. So just like in the playoffs last year, keep it five on five. I mean, you know the Blues are gonna be better five on five against Boston last year and they're and, and, and nineteen and they're 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 gonna be a better team five on five even though their power play has been really really good down the stretch and actually better than Colorado's this season as a whole and head to head. Which uh, not, I'm sorry, not head to head, but uh, uh, the the last month of the season, better than Colorado, and I think the Blues finished sixth on the PK this year, as opposed to Colorado eighth, something like that. But uh, well, and
1: Colorado was third, I think it was thirteen for thirty eight, right? Against uh, the Blues,
0: against the Blues this year, yeah, yeah, it's good, thirty eight percent, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, Bozak loses the faceoff in our zone uh, in this on this goal, uh, which I mean that hurts because uh, O'Reilly's in the box. Well, well, real the quick,
1: I, I want to mention I want to mention the O'Reilly penalty. I thought this was just an unlucky, like yeah, O'Reilly was was kind of reaching back. A lot of times with penalties, you can say, "What the hell are you doing?" I mean, how many penalties <laughs> have we bitched about? Because of a stupid offensive zone penalty, this was one where O'Reilly was was you know kind of in the slot area, and more at the faceoff dot, but was trying to reach back and just stop the puck carrier and hopefully get a poke on the puck, and it just got tangled up in his legs, and it was unfortunate, and it's just one of those words you just you can't do anything but put your head up and just say, God damn it, you got to and- be kidding me.
0: And it was, and people were calling it a dive. I don't know if it was a dive at all. I mean, he, he tripped the guy. I mean, he got tight, no. he, he, he corkscrewed him. So I mean, it wasn't on purpose. But it was just a, I was don't a... remember
1: who it was, but I mean, I think whoever it was was just not expecting a stick to beat him.
0: Sure. There. Yeah. And you get, yeah, exactly. Uh, I thought Bozak played this terribly. I, I mean, uh, uh, McCarr is an amazing talent at, at the point, and he made a great play, but. Bozak comes out there and fades away and gives a swipe at his stick and gives McCarr the center of the ice. What is that? I mean, I, right. I, I, and then and, and McCarr walks in and scores I, I, uh, with two right. with two guys. And Sanford misses the block shot and a go, and the two Colorado players in front uh, kind of a screen there for Bennington. That was, was a bad bad sequence there. Losing the faceoff, then then missing your man at the point, fading away and waving a stick. You're not going to get McCarr that, that way, and he knew it too. At the end, you could see him kind of banging a stick on his knees. He knew he messed up.
2: Yeah, he – you know, I don't know if you guys already talked about the uh, the Curtis Foster breakdown um, on, in the athletic.
0: Not yet. Not yet. Um, Not yet. He
2: talked about which way you swing, you know, when you're trying to cut off lanes. And yep. Bozak, you know, swung back to the outside and left the middle completely unprotected. Like, just absolutely wrong pivot there for him. And,
0: uh, yeah, just, I always –
2: Put himself out of position and gave gave you know way too much room for you know the the guy that is is being touted as you know a, the future five time in a row Norris Trophy winner.
0: You keep him to the outside. Keep him to the to the boards. Uh, don't don't give them the middle. I mean, if you're going to give him anything, give him the boards. Give him the give him the outside. Um, that and that the Curtis Foster breakdown was great. That and you know, since you brought it up, Bill uh, Jeremy Rutherford with the Athletic uh, had, uh, uh, had brought on, uh, what's Curtis, uh, uh, uh what's yeah. his name? Curtis Foster. Foster. Yeah. Yeah. Former, former defenseman. defenseman. Yeah. Had him on one and he broke worst. down.
2: Yeah.
0: He broke the down this
2: injuries I've ever seen in a game when he broke his femur.
0: Uh, they say that's one of the most painful things you can experience too. Um, it's like the male equivalent equivalency of childbirth apparently. Um, but uh, yeah, he, he broke, yeah, I'm so I, you know, I'm just, I'm passing along information. I'm not, I don't know from experience either way, uh-huh. but, uh-huh. <laughs> but uh, he broke down the game one. This was a better breakdown than any breakdown or analysis over an entire game that I've seen ever. You see analysts, you know, with the, with the, you know, the, the marker on the screen on, on re on uh, post-game shows and things kind of break things down a little bit. This was in so much detail. And with pictures and, and circling players and stuff and uh, breaking things down, what, what you should do, what you shouldn't do. This was in so much more detail than, than I've ever seen before from an analyst. Uh, this was great. Um, and and when he's breaking it down, I'm like, yes, that that's, makes perfect sense. I agree with you. Um, and we touched on that a little bit just now with uh, with what uh, Bozak uh, did improperly. But uh, so Kairu scores on the rush to uh, one-to-one for the Blues, uh, uh, tied it up. Uh, Thomas, the engine on this goal. Uh, we lost Jeff. What happened? We lost Jeff. Internet. Uh, he has internet issues. Well, (laughs) all right. Uh, get it fixed Jeff and we'll, we'll get back to you. Figure it Um, out. Uh, it wasn't me. Yeah. We're, I'll I'll have to tell him. No, it Wasn't me, Jeff. It was you. It was you.
2: Mm. Thanks. Let me check my connection here. Oh yeah. I'm good. There he goes.
0: Oh, there he is. He's, He's back in. The,
2: the YouTube video.
0: And, okay. Uh, there you sorry. are. Yeah. Hey, guys. You're, you're, you're a little choppy now, too, so it's probably uh, someone you're in. It's not on my end. It's, it's me. Okay.
1: Go ahead and continue with the show.
0: All right. So, uh, thank you. Uh, this is, I mean, okay. So, the way this game was going and Kairu scores are tied at one. Uh, this, uh, thinking, okay, we're getting outplayed, but now late in the second period. And this the second period was better, much better for the Blues. Um, still allowed 14 shots, but they had 11 shots on goal. So they were generating some stuff. Um, didn't play. I mean, they 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 did a better job against Colorado. But, uh, and they tied it with a few minutes to go in the second. Thinking, okay, tie game going into the third uh, with the way this game has gone so far. This is fantastic. I don't think any Blues fan was disappointed at all with being tied going to the third uh, in this game. Um, I think, uh, but then in the third period, you know, things change 30 seconds in. So, uh, again, another yeah, – yeah, yeah. well, and I want to talk about this with you guys. So, so, uh, McKinnon scores on an amazing shot, but the fact that he was left where he was with both the defensemen behind the end red line, you know, Pareko and Scandella, it's like, what do you expect? You know, I mean, granted, I mean, he's an elite player. It's a really tough shot even for him, but he hit it on a one-timer nonetheless. Um from fairly in close. I mean, he got it up. I mean, it's, it's an impressive shot, really impressive. But uh still, blues are chasing uh Pareko and Scandella behind the net. Uh I think it was O'Reilly that couldn't get over to uh cover McKinnon in time. And uh boom, scores just like that. Uh and essentially it's it was game over. I mean, we got outshot eighteen to seven in the third. Um didn't mount a lot of uh of uh pressure after that. Um Hell, we couldn't even get our goalie off Harley. Last, like, right. three minutes to go, we didn't get him. We couldn't get Bennington off for like a minute and a half, two minutes. So, well, um, real quick,
1: did you guys see the the hot takes about uh, McKinnon's goal that, that that put him in the lead? A lot of people said that. Uh, well, not a lot. I saw a couple people say that uh, Bennington didn't play that right, oh, and nope. that he made himself that... too small in the net.
0: I'm no, like, are you kidding no, me? No.
1: That's a bang bang play. Bennington's trying to cover as much net as possible. You've but, got two defensemen going to the puck carrier behind the net, leaving one of the best goal scorers in the NHL
0: wide open in front. I don't put that on Bennington yeah. at all. What's he supposed to do?
2: Right. He can't know, come out. No, but,
0: the puck's behind the net. He can't come out. What's he gonna do? Yeah. He can't.
2: I, again, that the Curtis Foster breakdown on that goal, like I I I was Absolutely spot on yelling at the TV mm-hmm. that, you know, Pareko and Scandella had zero communication on that play and they both collapsed yep. down low. Um,
0: they lost a the puck battle. They
2: the coverage in the slot. Right? Pareko lost yeah. a puck battle on the far Scandella, boards. Scandella went for the hit and
0: yep. missed.
2: And yep. that's, that set it in motion. That, the last person you blame that goal on is Jordan Bennington.
0: Uh, yeah. He had I great mean,
2: game to that point. And the only thing I can say is it it must have been, you know, somebody with a Jake Allen fan club Twitter handle uh, (laughs) saying that that's on Bennington because Jesus,
0: it's the
2: guy was the only reason you're in the game at that point.
0: And, and actually even,
1: even if somehow he's at fault in that game, the fact that he kept you in it at that long, come on back the fuck off.
0: Even I don't even think the, the his previous play in the game mattered whatsoever. That particular play, he did nothing wrong. He he did what no, he was supposed enough. to do. Agree. Uh, yeah. So I mean, the, the you know uh, makes a three to one with eleven and a half to go in the game. Uh, nice deflection. I mean, Beauty. It's it's tough. I mean, Falk was on him for a second, shoved off of him, which defensemen do, right? You 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 cross check a guy in the back to to push him away from the goal. Well, when Falk did that. He created separation. So I guess inadvertently, and then the shot comes, and all of a sudden there's separation there. So he's got his stick free to deflect. And uh, if he was against Falk, maybe a Falk ties up a stick a little bit, I don't know. But it's uh, just yeah, a, a bad break in that's that situation. A, that's, a beaut- that's just one of those goals you it's have a, to just kind of tip oh, your hat. It was nice. It was great. You, it was just a fantastic beauty goal. deflection. Yeah.
2: So it, anyway. Nothing you could do about it. You're going to allow McKinnon to get open at the point. You know the, the coverage not very good. I think it was pointed out it was Tarasenko um, that you know uh, kind of floated. It should have been his block, and he tried to you know. Then it became O'Reilly's, and they missed. Yeah. And but perfect yeah. deflection by Landeskog. Yeah. Um, again, nothing on that play that Bennington could have done about no. it.
0: No. I and I, I again I and I think you know, the Blues may need him to play. I mean, you can't expect him to, but he he might have to. To uh, I mean, if the Blues aren't going to step it up, he may have to steal a couple games, like stand on yeah. his head, for the Blues to have a chance. Now yeah. he's got to play. He's got to play well for the Blues to win the series, really well. Um, but I mean, man, if you got to if you're going to ask him to play like he did last in Game One, the rest of the series, you're asking a mountain. I mean, that's that's rough. So yeah. uh, he last, for Game One, he I mean. He, he steals that game against any other team. I yeah. I, I, when, I don't know who else beats him in that yeah. game besides Colorado.
2: Yeah, maybe maybe uh, the Kucherov led Lightning, um, or or maybe Vegas. But um, when McKinnon scored that goal, I was actually busy. Uh, somebody had tweeted that. I'm, I'm afraid that, uh, I think it was Low Def Blues tweeted, I'm afraid that Beddington's going to try to score a goal this next week. <laughs> and I was busy yeah. trying to find, it It happened in, in the Liverpool game this weekend, their goalie scored the season-saving goal. Uh, never happened hmm. in 125 years, so I was trying to find a video of that to tweet a snarky reply at McKinnon's.
0: That's goal. funny.
2: I just threw my phone down.
0: Uh, blues route shot 50 to 13 in this game. Um, landed a scog McKinnon and McCarr with three stars. Bullshit. Bennington is number three. Yeah. Easily. McCarr scores yeah. one yeah. goal. It's the first goal of the game. It's not the game winner. I thought, Bennington, oh my God. That just pissed me what off. What
1: was the, what was the, 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 the golden Knights game? Did the, did you guys see the, the golden Knights game where they had, uh, um, Talbot know, it, was a uh, third star. No. After maybe it was Minnesota. I don't remember, but they had a. Uh, uh, I think it was Flurry was the second star, and Talbot was the third star. Oh, in Game One. And yeah, Tal- yeah, yeah, yeah and Talbot yeah, yeah. had the the shutout with like forty nine saves, yeah. but they gave the second no. star to Flurry. It's the same bullshit. Right.
2: Well, this, so the the NBC broadcast gave Bennington second star. Um,
0: this is I, the NHL.com the official three stars of the game. No, no. Yeah, exactly. which. No.
2: Yeah. That's bullshit. It is but bullshit. NBC, NBC got it right.
0: You know, yeah. it was second star. With that's that. that's 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 ballsy because I, w- I would have said third just because the second. Cool. I mean, no, I, second star is well deserved. I get it. That's nice. Yeah.
1: Oh, I've had uh, NHL EA games where uh, I've won the game and I don't even get a star of the game. So I'll I'll take him being any part of the stars. <laughs>
0: uh, we'll talk about uh, tonight's game. Uh, about as far as uh, is this a must-win game for the Blues. We'll talk about that kind of thing and, uh, and what the Blues need to do uh, in Game 2 that they did not do in Game 1 uh, right after uh, we have a message from Center Ice Brewery. Center Ice Brewery is St. Louis's only hockey-themed brew house. Stop on in during the next game to experience the ultimate hockey fan brewery while sampling various hockey-inspired beers such as Old Arena Lager, The Beauty IPA, their rotating pale ale series, or seasonal offerings such as their Imperial Stout, their Lime Sherbet Sour, and much more. While you're there enjoying any number of their fantastic beverages, you can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood and the actual penley box door from the old barn. Located at 3126 Olive Street in Midtown St. Louis, it's one of the best places to watch a Blues game or any game. Visit centereyesbrewery.com today to schedule a no-contact curbside pickup or make a reservation in the taproom. Centereyes Brewery. Let's go Blues. Please drink responsibly. Uh game 2 uh, tonight the uh it they say 9:30 puck drop but it's going to be 9:35, 9:38 something like that. Uh, I guess. So um game 2 is this a must win game guys? Yes or no? Because I mean it uh, you hear a lot of people talk about this after one game, so I, I, I'm curious to see your yeah. guys' takes. I have one.
2: <laughs> no, I I saw your take and agreed with it completely, um, it, unless you've changed yours from what you tweeted out earlier.
0: I don't change you know, my it, opinions.
2: It, yeah, <laughs> very true statement. Touché. I try not um, to. No, no, it's it, You know, it it would be nice. Um, it, it makes Game Three a must-win if you lose this one.
0: Yeah, it
2: gives you breathing room. Um, And I, you know, I I, I think the earlier you can win in the series, the better. Um, Don't go back home split, but it's not the end of the world.
1: Yeah, I I never use the must win, Uh, especially when you consider. I mean, we've seen teams before or, or series before where it's the home team wins every game and then it comes down to game seven. Yeah. So I'm I'm not saying this is a must win. It is a suggested win. They should definitely try to win this game, but I <laughs> I am going to say that uh it's important to win this game, yes, just to come back to St. Louis with a tie series, but uh if they lose this game, I'm I'm still not throwing my hands up saying the team's done.
0: So My, my take on this is, and and my take has been like this forever, over years. Um, so I I hate the must win game talk after a game one loss on the road. If you open on the road, that's silly. If you open on the road, your goal is to hopefully split. If you don't, then the goal is to win your home games and steal one of the next two in their building. That's the plan. That's, that's what you have to do. So, um, right now if they and you're never really in trouble in a series when you open on the road until you lose a home game and you're down in the series i i, I don't i because you're, you open on the road they hold serve at home okay fine you come back home and you try and hold serve at home too and then you go back it's two out. it's best two out of three in their building so you're one in their building it's not rocket side uh, i almost said the wrong term it's not rocket surgery <laughs> um yeah, like I, I agree, guys. They would love to win this game, and it's it's important to win this game. But it's not do or die. It's not must win. Um, must win is the, like the most over, misapplied, overused term in sports. Um, yeah, especially after game one. I hate seeing it after game one. It's ridiculous. Uh, it's a seven game series. But yeah, that um, that
1: was uh, for those that remember after the Blues uh, lost game one against San Jose. Everybody said that uh, in, in uh, 2019, game two is a must win. They did win that game. But I remember then just thinking that was ridiculous. Like, yeah, they're n- they haven't been a great home team during the playoffs, but you never know what could happen. I mean, you- yes, if they're down three-nothing, you know, they lose game three. Okay, that's a must win. Yeah. But – Game two, that's not a must win. Two thousand, still got plenty of opportunities.
0: Two thousand fourteen against the Hawks, I think it was, where we won both games in Chicago. One and two, was it fourteen or fifteen? In Chicago, yes, fourteen in Chicago, won games one and two, lost four straight after that. Yep. So, you know, do you think
1: Chicago after they lost game two was just like, oh, they're done? Yeah, no yeah. more. Oh, I'm they're sure their fans.
0: I'm sure their fans were all like, we're done. You know, this sucks. Yeah you know oh 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 look what happened i i mean it yep. it's a seven game series guys and uh granted now i i think if the blues even if the blues don't win tonight um if they play much better and and make it a game you know cuz i mean the, the it was a game on the scoreboard going into the third last it was tied and it was a one goal game until until later midway through the third but uh, it, it, I mean, it wasn't on the ice. I mean, it was tilted. They were they were getting outplayed. If they can play with the Avs tonight, play and and and, and uh, have half the game in the Avs end, you know, go back and forth um, and play with them, uh, and they end up losing, I think. I think that sets a nice tone for coming back to St. Louis. Now, if they get the doors blown off on the scoreboard and I'll play on the ice again and lose three, nothing, four to one, five, two, whatever. That's like, and then you're like, you're, you're down, right? You're not going to feel good about it at all. So, uh, so
1: let me ask, uh, Bill first curtain you next. Um, what, uh, what do the blues need to do to, to win tonight? I hate the whole keys of the game bullshit. I think <laughs> that's always just such fluff, but what do you want to see out of the blues tonight that, that could lead to victory bill? I'll start with you.
2: Score more goals than Colorado.
1: <laughs> now that's the kind of hard-hitting analysis you will get nowhere else, folks.
2: Yeah, no, I, I, I mean, I think they they've got to contain the speed. Um, you know, speed kills, and it's killing us. Uh, killed us in game one. Um, find a way to to cut off the the neutral zone. Um, you know, I, I, this team is defined by its forechecking and Barubi called them out for not having an effective forecheck in, a, you know, after the first five minutes of game one. Um, so if, if they can find their game and, and push the abs deep. Um, great. But if they if they come out, and they're not able to do that. Hopefully there's a change of tactics and, you know, maybe we see a little bit of uh, the left wing lock or something come back to clog up the neutral zone because and the, game one, they just gave up way too much of center ice to, uh, to the abs. You
0: just can't do it. I think uh, – and they need to look at the first five or six minutes of game one, which they played a really effective game against Colorado. Uh, I think they, they need to focus on uh, being more consistent with that level of play throughout the entire game because after the first five or six minutes, that that kind of they weren't able to maintain that so i think they need to do something uh within themselves to uh stick to the plan there and uh, and keep that going so uh, they were clogging the middle they were forcing the avalanche to the outside taking away speed up the middle uh not giving them easy exits out of their own zone at all force and turnovers and uh, not giving them easy entries into our zone uh stand up the blue line and the and the, and the defense when we're pressuring them coming out of our zone too so uh, that's all those are all things to slow down the fast team if you can slow down their speed clog up the middle uh, that's gonna go a long way into uh, uh, slowing them down as a whole now, I, know now these seven- I, I
1: think of I think of the the hit that uh, Shen had on Ranton and now you can argue that was knee to knee possibly uh, but I, I think that is a key as well if you can step you need to step up. And make these guys come through you. That's the way you can combat the speed. And I didn't see them do that enough in game one. I'm hoping we see some adjustments for game two. Um, well, I
2: was just going to say, I think you have to, if you're going to try to play the body, you've got to be more positionally sound. Um, yeah. Case in point, uh, the, the go-ahead goal in uh, Scandella trying to take out Ranton along the boards. You you can't you can't speculate on a hit. Um, if if you've got if you've got them close enough to you, make the hit. Don't run for it. Don't go
0: out of position because that that gets you scrambling and gets yeah. you lost in coverage. Yeah, I I don't think that. Uh, yeah, you got to be positionally smart about hitting. So I mean, you go out of your way to make a big hit. Um, even if you make the big hit, you you could take yourself out of the play too, and then the the rest of the guys are just are are you know speeding up the ice.
1: I think, yeah, it's, it's not even about hitting for me too. It's, it's, you know, I, I mentioned it on Twitter and I think the, I think the blues forwards were not uh, stepping up as much as they could, which led to defensemen backing up in their zone and giving room to guys like McKinnon and Ranton in guys that come in with speed and skill. You've got to be able to have trust your forwards to be able to step up and play a good defensive game, get the puck out of the zone because otherwise that 's what 's going to happen not to not to give the defenseman a pass, but that 's what happens when your forwards aren 't playing that strong four check game and they 're not keeping guys contained in the neutral zone, the defensemen are going to back up because that 's their only option if they step up too much all of a sudden that 's when you get your breakdowns, you get your two on ones, your one on os whatever. Uh, we saw it with the 2-1-0 with in uh, and uh, uh, Kadri. So it's it's just a matter of playing a good – play their game. I mean, we've seen the Blues play that strong defensive game uh, with this team and with the team last year and the team year before that. It's just a matter of playing it and sticking to it and playing it for a full 60.
0: And I think uh, another obvious thing in game one for me was that the the Blues weren't doing. And we we, we talked so far about what to do basically when Colorado has the puck. As far as like uh, uh, effective four check and, and keep them the outside, don't give them the middle of the ice. You know, that's what them come up the ice. Um, I, th- I think that for the Blues to be effective tonight, they not only have to do that, but they cannot uh, squander their good chances because uh, if Ruby's is, philosophy is uh, quality shots over quantity, then you can't squander as many quality chances as you're getting because if you're passing up quality, and you got to capitalize on the quant on, on the quality ones. So uh, the, the, the mishandles of the puck, mismanagement, uh, miss, mishandling the puck, and puck mismanagement uh, was bad in, in the neutral zone, in the offensive zone, uh, turning the puck over, uh, flubbing, flubbing the puck, for lack of a better word. Uh, it just wasn't smooth. It wasn't effective. Uh, Colorado was quick to pressure, and that f- they forced the issue. So the Blues got they have to be. Uh, they have to manage the puck better and move it quicker uh, when Colorado's pressing. Because if Colorado's pressuring you and, and taking the body and, you, and your other and teammates are moving and rotating, you're going to have guys open. So, I mean, you just got to be effective doing that. Um, you cannot miss yeah. on those chances as much as they have in, in game one.
2: Yeah, you bring up flubbing the puck, and Jeff is the one that pointed this out uh, on Twitter during game one, how awful the ice looked, how bad players were having uh, issues handling the puck, controlling the puck, falling down. Um, So we'll have to see if the ice is similar to that tonight, but you got to make, you know, you have to make the solid play, Um, you know, take a hit, but make the play. Right. That's, that's the cliche that, that we need to make work for us. And then the other, I think obvious thing that, you know, goes without saying Ev, as far as keys to the game, stay the fuck out of the box. Yeah. Do not. Oh yeah. Team power play
1: yeah. I, well, I and, and don't take, and listen, I thought maybe like the, the blay hooking, but that was some bullshit call. We had a terrible referees are awful. gonna, are gonna make the right call and they're gonna, you know, Keep the whistles in the pocket when it 's necessary, we have to hope for that, but don 't give them a reason don 't give them a reason to call the penalty you know don't uh, don't go out of your way to make a hit after the play, and I thought they did an okay job of that in game one, but uh, no I, I just feel like uh, there was something else that bothered me about game one. I thought there was a lot of desperation moves to the middle of the ice you know let's let's uh, let's move it to uh, the slot and hope somebody's there to poke it in, blind passes. I saw that a lot in game one. You can't do that against Colorado. They're such a strong, uh, smart hockey team that they know when teams are just going to desperately poke it in front. You've got to set up a play. You've got to play the game that you know you can play. Uh, none of that desperation, throw it in front bullshit, and hope it goes in. If you are I'm not saying you shouldn't shoot from any angle if you have the opportunity, but you've got to set up plays. You can't just hope that the puck hits off a, a stick or hits off a, a skate and goes in, uh, maybe to another player's stick or in, in the net. You've got to make the right play. And I feel like there was a lot of blind passes in game one. I'd like to see a cut down on that in game two.
2: Yeah, and I, I think the guy that was most uh, emblematic of that was Jaden Schwartz. And he was completely out of sync with everybody. He, he would He would go the wrong way, right? Just –
1: I, it just there was a couple of times where he like turned his body and he threw it. He like threw yeah. it in front, and it was just dude. Yeah. Like you had to it, control the puck. No one was on you. That, Bring it to the quarter and make a play.
0: That just that and it just circles back to what I said about execution. You know, uh, just puck management. You know, make the smart play. Uh, don't just. Don't, and the thing is that if you're going to beat Colorado, you need to keep the puck away from them. So good puck management. Don't throw it wildly uh, often you know, and just give it right back to them. Cause they're going to come back down the ice and set up. So the more you have the puck, the less they have it. And it's, it's not, it's not uh, complicated stuff. So, and, uh, and they're dangerous with the puck. So, uh, uh, like you said, just throwing the puck blindly in the offensive zone, hoping to hit somebody is, uh, not a good strategy to have, uh, more than once in a game for your player. I mean, it, it might work for you in a desperation attempt, or if you've got no other options. Okay. But, uh, Trying to be smart with it. Yeah. I guess we can hit uh, a couple of the Today in Blues history and then we'll wrap up the show. How does that sound, guys? Sure. Uh, yeah, so uh, there's actually Today in Blues history, courtesy of the at STL Blues history Twitter account, uh, May 19th, 2019. Uh, and there's three from the same game, which is uh, if Puckeye14 is still listening, he'll love these. Uh, game five versus the San Jose Sharks. Series tied at 2-2. The Blues win 5 to nothing and in the process of going uh, 3-0 in the final three games of the series and outscoring the Sharks 12-2 after the infamous overtime hand pass goal against. Uh, the Blues set a franchise record in this game with their 11th win in the playoffs and a 7th road win of a playoff season. Bennington had his first career playoff shutout. Schwartz, with the hat trick, becomes the first Blues player with two hat tricks in the same playoff year. Uh Tarasenko in this game became the first Blues player to score a goal on a penalty shot in the playoffs. Now the Blues' previous playoff penalty shot was Jimmy Roberts, April twenty seventh, nineteen sixty eight. Uh, I guess I, well, they don't, how did Jimmy
1: Roberts get himself in a position where he had a penalty shot?
0: I have no idea. And, and I remember hearing he was about a that. Big
1: lumbering defenseman, right? Yeah. Like, and he, it. How did he get himself in that position?
0: You know, as as many times because the Blues have been in the playoffs a lot more than any other. Uh, expansion six team. and to sh- and for for this to be their first penalty shot going in the playoffs, just shows that they don't call <laughs> penalty shots in the playoffs near as much as they probably could or should. Yeah. Uh, also in this game uh, with a score of three nothing at the time, a clean check. this is not my words. this is fine. This is by uh, at stL Blues history. a clean check by Alex Petrangelo knocks Joe Pavelski out of of the San Jose Sharks out of the playoffs. Uh, San Jose picked up two penalties on the play and blues proceeded to score on the ensuing power play, adding insult to injury that play pissed off San Jose Sharks nation. Yeah. I don't don't think you're going to convince any uh, Sharks player that uh, that was a clean check, even though if you slow it down and look at it, it's, I mean, it's hard to tell if the elbow that is thrown makes contact. I don't think it does, but you know, Whatever. <laughs> um. And May nineteenth, nineteen ninety eight. The uh, the bad for this one is the St. Louis Blues lost this game six to one, and the series versus Detroit four games to two, and that was Brett Hall. Brett Hall played his last game for the St. Louis Blues May nineteenth, ninety eight. Uh, the good part was the last game. This was the last game the Blues wore the terrible clown jerseys until they brought them back last year.
1: Yeah, that was a great day
0: <laughs> so there you have it today in and, blues history may 19th and uh we got to do predictions
1: predictions for tonight boys
0: you if you want to go ahead and do them do them i hate predictions but I'm, I'm i gonna, do too i'm gonna i'm gonna say I, I expect i expect a better effort from the blues tonight uh a more fundamentally sound positionally game especially defensively and in the neutral zone uh, against uh, colorado i expect that because if they don't do it they're going to lose.
2: Well, I will say if uh, if, –
1: oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Jeff. You go ahead.
2: All
1: right. I was going to say that uh, I would have said if the COVID protocol shit would have lasted, I would have said uh, Blues won nothing because that's just the way hockey works. Philly Huso would have had a shutout, (laughs) and Dakota Joshua would have scored the goal. Uh, But Mm -hmm. having it that uh, that did not happen – I'm going to go two-one Blues. I think uh, Bennington plays well again. Hopefully, doesn't face fifty shots. And uh, Blues, uh, I think they go behind early, but I, I can see them have another strong second and third. So we'll see how that goes. Bill, what you got?
0: <laughs>
2: My prediction is I don't make it through the second period. <laughs>
0: Stay, do what I do. And, do, what, do what I do and stand up and watch the game. You won't fall asleep that way. I do that too, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, I yeah,
2: I'll, I'll try it, but I'm operating on three hours of sleep. So
0: I got my um, TV mounted on the wall and I stand about two feet from the TV. (laughs) Just
1: watch it. Yep. That's about the same for me. Yep.
2: Yeah. We'll, uh, we'll see. I, I, uh, I don't know. I I think the Blues can force a split, but it's either going to be a late winner or an overtime winner.
0: And we what we didn't talk about tonight was uh, Bennington uh, challenging uh, Grubauer, which I meant to talk a lot about, but we didn't have time to get into it. Yeah, but. we
1: didn't have any time. Yeah, fucking uh, uh, yeah. all i say is. Good for you, Jordan. Yes, defend your teammates. I fucking love it.
0: Anybody that anybody that thinks that's ridiculous what he did, he basically skated on the ice. That's all he did, anyway. But uh, he he was challenging uh, Grubauer. Anybody who says that's that that's a fucking bullshit uh, move, doesn't know what the fuck they're talking about. That was ama- That was that was what he was supposed to do. That's his job as a goalie. Grubauer is taking shots. I mean, he he took a shot too from Clifford, but he's giving shots back. He's getting in the scrum. And that's his literal job as a goalie to go down there and take Grubauer. Uh That's his you job. You say
1: that's his job as a goalie. That's his job as a teammate.
0: Yes, because
1: was. there was something else going on in the corner with Sanford, and a lot of attention was being paid to that. And so Bennington saw that and saw two guys on Clifford, and it was fuck this. That's not happening. I'm going to skate down and make sure that doesn't happen.
2: Yeah, a lot more, a lot more appropriate timing for him to uh, challenge another player in a game than uh, when he's, you know, been yanked in the San Jose game.
0: Yes, it, right. It's, yes.
2: It was the right move.
0: It was absolutely. Uh,
2: and yeah, I, I just wish uh, that, you know, Gruby would have uh, engaged there. But, yeah,
0: mm-hmm. well, he, he kind of came out a little bit, but, they you know, the officials stepped in. All right. So we got a game to watch. Uh, support for Let's Go Blues Radio is brought to you in part by Manscaped, the best in men's blow the way grooming products. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com with code LGB. Look good, smell good, feel good with Manscaped. And by Idealife, the world's only truly personalized vitamin platform based on a health assessment and your DNA. Visit rockin.idealife.com for more information. That's rockin.idealife.com. And get 10% off by texting Dustin at 636-393-8745 and tell go Boo's Radio sent you. and by Centerized Brewery, St. Louis's hockey-themed brewery, visit com today to visit a to schedule a no contact curbside pickup to make a reservation in their tap room while you're there and enjoying a number of their fantastic beers. You can admire the bar top and tables made of authentic arena wood located at 3126 olive street in midtown St. Louis is one of the best places to watch a blues game. That's center Please drink responsibly. That'll wrap up episode 36 of season nine of the original St. Louis blues hockey podcast. Let's go blues radio. Thanks to everyone who has listened and uh, watched. Uh, we hope you have enjoyed the show as much as we've enjoyed bringing it to you. For Jeff Ponder and Bill Day, I'm Kurt Price. Until next, uh, I guess after the show or if we're into Discord or next episode, uh, fuck Cronky. Let's go Blues.
1: Let's go Blues. Fuck up the entire Avalanche roster, Biddington, and let's go Blues.
2: Uh, the Chiefs are at home tonight against Cyanus Sport at the War Memorial at 8. Good seats are still available. I think that went very well.
1: Thank you for listening to Let's Go Blues Radio.
2: Now take off, hosers. I want you to have a heart attack and die so that we never have to do this shit again.
0: Well, there's 90 minutes of your life you'll never get back. Sorry.
2: St. Louis Blues St. Louis Blues Have you heard the news about our St. Louis Blues? They've only just begun They're on their way to number one Now there's no more blues for our St. Louis Blues Blues are on the ice tonight again They're rough and tough and got the stuff to win They'll always get one more No matter what
0: the score They are quite a hockey team, my friend.